Good people, who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Shane Kronikin, and joining me today is Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? And Aaron Kronikin. Hello. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to be reviewing a um, listener-requested uh, movie, Warrior. Steve chose it, but it was actually uh, requested by a listener. Uh, I'm excited for this. This is a movie that I really enjoy, and, and I really like this director. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. Before we get into that, what have you guys seen lately? Uh, not much. Um. <laughs> You know, I don't even think I watched a movie other than this. Dang, Steve, anything? I've, I've been watching, uh, I, I watched a whole lot of Red Dwarf. I restarted that because I love the heck out of that series. And I started the Jack Reacher series, which is fine. It's much better than I thought it would be, but I wouldn't call it amazing. But. I, I still am a huge fan of the first Jack Reacher movie. Like, I don't care that Tom Cruise is tiny. That was such a good movie, the first Reacher movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he he could pull the character off, so I wasn't worried about it. This guy's, I mean, obviously much more in line with what the author decided Jack Reacher was, this giant of a man, but he obviously isn't great. I've, so. I've heard it's kind of a mixture of, it, it's like CSI via 80s action movies is, is that accurate yeah, yeah a lot of quips a lot of uh, one-liners and uh and there's humor attempts at humor but it's not like goofball groaning eye-rolling marvel crap it's just humor but i mean because they they take the way the pace and the dialogue from the book so obviously you have a good base an actual writer so the dialogue is actually smartly written it's just uh i don't know the guy they don't take it too seriously which is which is pretty good but at the same time there are it's like an obviously rated r type of thing gore and violence and all sorts of stuff yeah that's one i'll definitely check out i just haven't gotten to it um steve what what have you watched anything uh the new season of ozark came out uh like two weeks ago um it's only half the season uh, and it's the final season uh so it's just seven episodes so i finished that um i've been talking to mike about it first seven episodes are they're pretty good um but then again it's it's kind of what we said about dune where it's only half of it right and, and you right. still know that there's there's more to come so it's kind of another waiting game to see how the birds are going to turn out at the end of the season Right. Yeah, that's uh, that is a great show. I'm I am. once that's all done, I'm going to sit down and binge it. I, I've watched uh, a season and part of some, but I just 
I don't know why I stopped. Honestly, I just kind of lost track of it. But once it's all done and I can just sit down and binge it, I'm, I'm going to speed run through that one. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. yeah, I also watched uh, a Disney movie. Uh, my wife wanted to watch something with our kid, even though he's only four months. Um, but we watched the Disney movie Encanto. That's a good one. Yeah, oh, whichever one. Uh-oh, appearance from the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have not seen that one. I've heard, I mean, that that's like the new big Disney movie, right? I mean, that's like taken over I, I, as the movie. I, I didn't know what to expect when getting into it. I heard a lot of good things. Um, there's a lot of things with the, the character Louisa, who uh, she's very strong. She can lift pretty much the weight of the world on her shoulders. And a lot of people are mad that um, a, I don't know if it was Disney execs or what, but they said that they didn't want her to be that strong or whatever. But the director said, no, we're going to go ahead and go with this. Hmm. Well, I see. I haven't heard any of the controversies or whatever. My, I, I just hear that people think it's great. I'm sure it'll win an Oscar for animated feature. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. The, yeah. the, it's it's a Disney movie. The songs are yep. catchy. The the storyline's good. It, it it's a very family friendly movie. Yeah, that yeah, there are a lot more. That, there are a lot more animated movies. I would rank well above yeah. that one for sure. Yeah, that's not atypical though. A, a Disney movie comes out, it blows up, and it's the new hot thing. I mean, think of oh, sure. Frozen was the Frozen. thing. And, I could and... not understand the hype on Frozen. Well, and then Moana was huge for a while, and now Moana's it's actually it's just, good. Though. Uh, they they have their cycle. No, I, they're all fine. I just when the new ones come out, they they just almost oh, yeah. instantly become the thing, you know. So, well, I, I mean, like it. this one, it, it's if you have the Disney Channel or the Disney Network or whatever, it's it's free if you have that. So, I mean, it's easy access. Uh, can't go wrong with that. Uh, anything else or is that it that's it i've been pretty busy with the sick child yeah yeah that sucks uh i finished uh the book of boba fett um which was okay it was just fine i don't know i don't know that it needed to exist that's the i don't know that they like do they really honestly just cast that guy because it's the same guy like you could have cast and you would have been forgiven cast oh that's that's not a Fat tub of lard. Yeah, he's and not a fat tub of lard. He's a bit That's bigger. the original guy who played Boba Fett. No, he played uh, uh, Django. Django Fett, which oh, okay. Boba's so a was clone the... of him. So yeah, and obviously yeah, it's yeah. going to look like him. Um, I I don't know. I I just he was fine in the movie. Honestly, I I, I liked him in the role or in the show. I guess it just didn't really have a point. It, it didn't really have a reason to exist it, it I, had a lot of great great moments but overall it was well that's eh. the thing with with even and i kind of gave up on season two of the mandalorian and i hear the same thing about boba fett is it's disney doing its thing again they lean so heavily into like oh hey look at this here's a little piece of nostalgia for yeah you. and that's that's i mean just yeah. like they did with the new trilogy it's but like the you know point come of, on. the point the reason we loved the first I, I, the season one of Mandalorian was fresh and new. It was its own thing. And then it's like they, they got their fan base and then they went right back to the well. Let's well, bring back all the yeah, And the Mandalorian, I think, was very good. I, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the 
characterizations. I enjoyed the relationships, uh, the relationship between Mando and, and the other people. And this one, I don't know. I just feel like we didn't need to bring back Boba Fett, especially for this. There's no point to it, but I, it did have a lot of good moments. It had, it had some great characters that show up that it, it were very well done. Uh, but I don't know. Overall, eh. Well, so, I mean, you said we I, don't need Boba Fett, of course. Like he was in the original trilogy I, no, I, for a handful of minutes, yeah. and people love him because he's got a cool outfit. Like, of course, we don't need a Boba Fett story. Well, and he tur- he turns into kind of like the a hero character now, and it's like no, Boba Fett's a ruthless bounty hunter. Like, let's not just go all Disney on this and turn him around. And well, I'm mm-hmm. old and I've learned better. Like, get out of town. Have you either of you guys watched Parks and Rec? Uh, it pieces. No. There's a uh, uh, Pat Oswalt comes on yes. for for one it's episode. Filibuster episode. He does a he does a filibuster, and it's literally the opening scene of yes. one of their episodes. And it, uh, it's it's just so funny that they went back and grabbed that because it's it's almost word for word. Oh uh, yeah, on. yeah. I mean, he crawls out of the Starlight Pit. I mean, it, it, yeah, but it's I don't know. Like I said, it's fine. It's fine. It has its moments. Um, Have the other thing I seen any 2022 movies? Actually, yes. I, I just yesterday went to see this is a movie that was filmed, I, I believe, in 2020 and then was pushed back so far that it's only coming out now. But uh, Death on the Nile, oh uh, lord, I that's getting I enjoyed blasted. It. Really? I see, I thought uh, it was mostly, mostly because of uh, I mean, I don't know why people are surprised by now, but of course, Gal Gadot can't act. We all know this. Yeah, and people are yeah. blasting it because she's terrible. It's like, yeah, I don't duh. know. I think she was fine. She, I don't think she's a horrible actress. I just think she's she's female Ryan Reynolds. I mean, what what do we want from her? I, she <laughs> she plays the same character. She has limitations. She's charming and good looking. She's the female Ryan Reynolds. I don't, or he's the male version of her. I don't know whichever one you want to call it. But I, she, her character is just this rich, beautiful woman and. She can play that, so I'm not upset about that. Well, it was it was fun. So, isn't Army Hammer in it? Yes. Which, but again, his character's (laughs) a a. No, I'm not talking about his acting ability. I'm talking about the accusations against him and and how. Oh well, yeah, all that. But I'm sure that movie started filming. Well, like I said, this was filmed in 2020, and it's only released now because of COVID and and everything going on. So, I, I I thought it was fine. I I enjoyed it. Um, but the I, only other thing I've seen is uh, Mayor of Easttown. We finished that, and that is a fantastic miniseries. If you have not seen that one and you're into like crime stories or just amazing performances, because it Kate Winslet is always great, but this is as good as she's ever been. It, it's so so good. That's a interesting tie-in. This Gavin O'Connor, director of Warriors, the executive producer on that. So he had a he had a hand in the making of that. Yeah, that uh, it was so good. It was it was real characters, real people. The the investigation felt real. It, it I can't speak highly enough about it. it. It was absolutely phenomenal. I I believe she was nominated or won. I don't remember which for for her performance uh, uh, in that. And uh, she deserved it. She was absolutely phenomenal in the role. So if you have not seen that one, I highly recommend that one. Yeah, it, she did win. It won four Emmys, including uh, Kate Winslet, Supporting Actress, and Julianne Nicholson. 
another supporting actor for Evan Peters and yeah. then production design. Yeah. I mean, the almost every performance was, was flawless. It, it, I can't speak highly enough. And it's, I think six episodes, seven episodes. So it's, it's, you know, a mini series one and done type of deal. So you can plow through it and, and get the whole story and not have to commit, you know, through seven seasons to get the story, but it, I loved it. Like I thought it was great. Seven episodes. Yeah, it was it was very good. It was it was worth it. It's it's a little slow getting into it, but it pays off. I mean, because it allows you to explore this character and and her world and and the people around her, and and it's a very kind of complex plot. Not necessarily complex plot. There's just a lot of people and moving pieces involved. See, but, but I think where I'm at now, six to eight episodes is all you get from me like i i am not investing in multiple seasons and it's worth i mean yeah it tells its story it tells a lot of its story and it's a real it's it's very real it it feels like an actual story and an actual person and and the world that they create and just the atmosphere of living in this town and it's just absolutely phenomenal that what they what they did there i I loved it it was fantastic six to eight episodes generally means you can get more talent involved because yeah. those big time actors and the, the people that they don't want to commit to 800 episodes across 20 seasons. But if you say, Hey, I have this idea. We have good people involved in the production. You can get people like Kate Winslet to commit to six episodes, seven episodes. Yeah, and I'm, well, I'm glad uh, Peter's got, got recognition because he's been a, I not a he's not done a whole lot of great roles, but almost everything he's been in, he he at least he shines through. He steals the show. I mean, think of when he was uh, Quicksilver in the X Men movies, and and just you know he has that natural uh, charm that you just instantly like him, and he just steals the show. And he was very very good in this. Well, I wanted to go back to what Aaron said about getting uh, people to come do your seasons. What's the uh, the HBO cop drama? That had Woody Harrelson and um, oh, oh uh, True Detective, yeah, yeah. True Detectives. I yeah. mean, see, like that. Each one of those is well, like six to eight episodes, and yeah, they yeah. got Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew McConaughey in the first season. Yeah, big then, name cast uh, in all the seasons. I mean, Mahershala Ali is in the yeah, and Stephen second Dorf and in the third. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I like that format. I, I really do. I, I and I can't recommend that enough. If you if you want to sit down and watch seven episodes and I, you will not be disappointed, I promise you. Uh, speaking of 2022 movies, did you guys get your tickets for The Batman yet? Uh, no, I don't have to buy a head. I live in a small town. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. always tickets available. <laughs> I have not. I was looking at, um, what's the fancy movie theater? Alamo? I, Alamo. They had like dinner specials. Oh, um, no, no. I'm just going to go during the day, during the I, week, and take some time off and go to Twin Creek right down the road. <laughs> that's probably what I, but I saw that Alamo had like a fancy, like alcoholic drink for the movie. Like this is like their big comeback was, yeah. with the you Batman. know, that's a three hour long movie. I'm not drinking anything during no, that movie. I, I'll have to pee have, two hours in. <laughs> I've read that it's a, it's a slow burning thriller and that it truly is a detective story which which has me excited i'm i'm Listen, i'm interested to see that the fresh take on the character and many of the fans you see it all over online how they don't like 
the twilight kid like obviously they haven't seen his career post twilight i've been on the pattinson bandwagon for so long now i think it's an interesting hiring a casting we'll see what happens with it but i'm all aboard on that well, that's, it, the that's trailer kind of, looks great that's kind of how i was when he got uh signed on for the the lighthouse i was like oh this is a twilight kid but after seeing that you're like man he can really act. He's got yeah. He's, he's built him. a good resume. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah. Plus Colin Farrell. I mean, the whole cast, the, the entire cast of everyone involved. It's like the even Oscar soon to be Oscar winning cinematographer from Dune. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm I'm excited for that one. So so back to your original question. I have not got my tickets. I don't know if I'll end up going to theaters because of having a kid and being so busy. Yeah, uh, but. That was definitely, I think it was either one or two for my most anticipated for this year. Yeah, we're starting I think to get, it was starting to get into the time where there's actually movies that I'm excited for in oh, theaters. Yeah. Um Ambulance comes out this next week, and I will definitely be in the theater seeing that. Uh well, it's usually January and is like, it, wait, hold on. That's not a Netflix movie? No. I don't think so. I think it's theaters only. Oh, I thought uh, what's his name? Oh, good lord, why can't I think of his I name? Did Michael hear Bay something about it. I thought Michael Bay and Jake Gyllenhaal were both on Netflix contracts after the I don't believe that one. The last Netflix few out. have been straight to Netflix. I could be wrong, but I don't I don't know. I I think that's just a theatrical release, but huh. Either way, I'm watching it on Friday. I'll either be going to the theater or I will be watching it at home. It, it doesn't bother me, but I that one that one I'm excited for. I'm I'm hoping that it's a little more. I know it's not going to be because I've seen the trailer. Let's be honest; it's going to be it's going to be ridiculous. But I hope it's at least the the more grounded ridiculous that that Michael Bay is able to do. Less uh, yeah, less six be. underground, more more the rock. You know, I, it, at least tip the scale towards that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm excited come, though. If you can come anywhere close to the rock, you've got to. I mean, successful Michael movie. Bay's always over the top. It's just, it's just whether he goes too far into silly. I mean, is, The Rock who, is is silly as hell. Bad boys are ridiculous, but they're still they're still grounded in some sense of reality, some sense what of are the real ch- world. What are the chances that a helicopter no, flies <laughs> over flies 100%. over somebody? <laughs> in it's against it, with the sun as the backdrop it's definitely going to be happening there's going to be a lot of close-ups there's going to be a lot of spinning yeah, shots and the it, camera it, will it, never stop spinning well yeah, but, i'm excited but because it's got great actors it's got good story it, it's it's sad how january and like the first three weeks of february have nothing other than every year grounds. yeah yeah just because you've got the lead up to the Oscars, nobody wants to put anything out. Yep. Because if you put it out, nobody's going to remember it. Well, and and the thing year. is, with if it's a low budget movie that even has a chance of being good, they're it's they're trying to get into film festivals. Mm-hmm. They're not releasing it to whatever Amazon or Netflix or whatever. Yeah, it'll be. So, yeah, we're we're getting to that time though, and I'm excited. Um, is there speaking of Oscars? Is there just do a quick touch on it? Was there any anything surprising? Anything that you're excited for? Will you even? Yeah, watch surprising. It? How does Dune get nominated for everything except Denny V? I mean, yeah, that incredible. one was a little incredible. That one was a little. I mean, I I haven't seen the other movie, so I can't speak to it. But 
to yeah, your you would point, think it, how do you get what ten other nominations and not? I mean, the man the, behind the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the and, one you don't get. And the the guy. This is a movie that for years and years and years people were calling uh, uh-huh. unadaptable. Like this book can't be adapted to the big screen. It's impossible. And and then he does it and does it amazingly, but well enough to get ten Oscar nods for the well, film. But thing is, he doesn't. Do you, do you think talking... that it has to do with? It's only part one. I think it has yes. to do with they want to nominate they, these boring they don't indie wanna, movies. Yeah, they don't want to give them two because you right. know the they're, next they'll part nominate them for number two and yeah. not this one. Yeah, I, I, I do think that but has a lot to do with it. It's just crazy because if you watch the behind the scenes stuff like we all have, if it gets nominated for production design and cinematography and costume... All of this, he is so involved in yeah. every aspect. Yeah. I mean, most directors are, but you see the behind the scenes stuff. It's all from his mind. This is his movie. Yeah, it's, it's 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 his vision, and he's the one that. Now, don't get me wrong. The the, the individuals, the groups, and the people that were nominated for those things, they deserve it. But but he's the man behind it all. How does? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't get it. I, I mean, it is what it is. It won't Other change than... the fact that whether he was or, or was not nominated, I'm not watching it because I just don't care. But I oh, think you mean it's watching the Oscars. Yes, yes, not Dune. Oh. Yes, the Oscars. Sorry, I, yeah. I won't. I won't be watching them. Yeah, I did. Is... <laughs> I did want to bring up uh, Seth Rogen had a funny quote that people were asking about the Oscar and uh, the Oscars and and the declining viewership and and he was basically just saying like. Maybe the declining viewership is due to nobody cares. And why should they? Who he said, I don't care about like the auto awards, you know, all these right. <laughs> vehicle what actors are the only ones that want people to watch them giving themselves awards. Like who cares if they watch it or not? Why no other award show is televised or care about the ratings, just have it and and whoever cares can look it up. Well, I mean, we've talked about the Oscars since day one of doing this podcast it's kind of been a joke for a long time it's it's not nominating people who actually deserve it it's it's how much can you politic yeah and how much money do you spend to get your name out there's a lot of that and and yeah it's in the attempt to to seem important yeah the the movies that are well done and big blockbuster movies get left out. Yep. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it and I don't know the merits, but there's a lot of buzz about um, the Belfast. new Spider-Man movie. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the little no, indies that. No, I'm never watching Belfast. Oh, no. that's what I mean. Those are the ones that get right. nominated. But there's a lot of like, people okay. that are. There's a lot of buzz. Like, Spider-Man broke all these records and made all this money. It was a well-made movie, but just because it's a superhero blockbuster movie it has no chance of getting an oscar nomination now like i said i still haven't seen it i have no idea if it deserves it or not i can't state my opinion on that but they have a point it look at some of the rotten tomato ratings on these movies that were nominated uh don't look up has awful rotten tomato scores that's right well, and that's not that's the first a, time that's, for that director. that's a political movie of course there are going to be a uh, Half the country hates it because it's well, not the most critics, though. Critics, critics hate it, well, same okay. as they hated his last movie, Vice. It was okay, and that was still nominated. Like these movies, just because they're like self important movies with a message that 
why should that get nominated over a, a movie like Spider-Man that critics absolutely loved? Everyone loved it, yet nothing. Crickets. I don't know. It, that's a discussion we could go on and on about. It's just, uh, it's it's interesting to me what gets nominated and what basically just has no chance. At this point in time, I kind of care more about the the Razzies. <laughs> oh, I don't and, even um, care about the the Razzies. I I hate. But they're I, hilarious. I mean, they they gave a new category just for Bruce Willis. Yeah, um, whatever. The and man, then the, the, the other man one, made I, eight movies and made million dollars by doing eight days of work. Who's hating I, on him? I can't. Blame <laughs> he him. put in his work. He he did his thing. Whatever. And the other awards was um was it Fangoria? Yeah. Oh, I love listening looking at those the the Chainsaw They're, Awards through Fangoria, yeah. which They're is so which is amazing to me because horror movies are in that category of they they don't they don't stand a chance they just don't yeah. they're automatically dismissed because of the genre they're in and i i i hate that i mean you think of uh i said it when i first saw it uh the night house i said that that's going to be the next you know you, it seems like every year we have that horror performance that's snubbed come awards time and and i believe that she that's she's that this year's version of that she was amazing in that movie. She deserved recognition and she got none. And, and I just don't think it's fair. Well, I guess I can't really say I I'm looking at the list of nominations. So you've got 10 best picture nominations. I've seen two and I have interest in seeing one other, the rest of them. I will never yeah, watch. I- best picture yeah i don't know i've it's, seen Dune. I mean, it's, i've seen the power we could do a whole episode on the oscars yeah. but I, I don't want to spend too much time on that but uh yeah. i don't know it's just it's it's an interesting discussion to me what what deserves recognition the genres that are just completely thrown aside by the academy because they're not because this basically those genres have a negative connotation i mean Think of think of the the awards that should be given. Now, listen, I get it. Action movies, when it comes to the artistry of it, it's, it's looked down upon. But the the stunts and the coordination that goes into that, and, and the things that that they're able able to achieve, why is there no recognition for that sort of things? You give recognition for costumes, and you don't do it for stunt people. Oh, I don't know. It. I just think it's too too broad too, too exclusive yeah it is it is it's it's just pretentious yeah. and self-important and and i don't know it is what it is i suppose um before we go on is there anything else you want to talk about or you guys want to get straight into warrior let's, let's get into it okay uh let's uh that's a good uh, speaking of oscars let, let's go over that real quick this was nominated for one oscar for um nick nolte uh, best supporting actor so well deserved We'll get more into that. So let's start on Warrior. Okay, Warrior is a 2011 action drama sports movie. Rated uh, PG-13, two hours, 20 minutes long. Written and directed by Gavin O'Connor with writing credits also given to Anthony Tambakis and Cliff Dorfman for the screenplay. It stars Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, Joel Edgerton, Jennifer Morrison, Frank Grillo, and a lot of people would probably recognize Kevin Dunn. Uh, other than that, there's some smaller pieces, but that's a, that's about the big cast. Uh, the synopsis on IMDb. The youngest son of an alcoholic former boxer returns home where he's trained by his father for competition in a mixed martial arts tournament. 
a path that puts the fighter on a collision course with his estranged older brother. Uh, like I said, this was a listener request. It was from submitted by JV. And I just want to read his thoughts on, on this movie. Um, he says, Gavin O'Connor is an absolute sports drama. Uh, I'm sorry. Warrior by Gavin O'Connor is an absolute sports drama masterpiece. Um, so you, do you guys agree with that? Give me your first thoughts. I, I imagine you've both seen this before, but what are your thoughts after watching it this time? Uh, I'll go first since I picked it, uh, technically. Uh, I've seen this movie maybe five, six times, mostly because my wife loves this movie. Um, I really love this movie. Um, the acting in it is fantastic. And I think no matter how many times I watch it, I, I tear up all the time just because of how the story plays out. Uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, whether I agree or disagree, I'm heavily on the disagree side of that masterpiece. Uh, hell no. For sports <laughs> movies, I, <laughs> I'm with it. Listen. No, listen. I, aside I don't, know, I don't from, know about a masterpiece, but it's a really good movie. Aside from three great performances, there's a lot I do not like about this movie. I mean, from writing, directing, cinematography, whoever, whatever you want, the decisions to shoot how they shot it. Uh, the, it just, without it being Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton, I, I don't know that I even like this movie. And Nick Nolte. And Nick Nolte. I, I, I think because of what they brought, it's a great, it's a good to great movie solely based on those performances. A lot of the story, I, I just, See, and I, I, I'm more on the side with with our listener JV. I, I this is not, this is not an amazing movie. It, it, it's a great achievement, though. I think it is a great movie. It's a, it's a movie that I've seen multiple times now, and every single time is effective. Now, to your point, I do have some gripes about it, and however you feel about it, Gavin O'Connor has has kind of developed this this niche of telling these emotional dramas through masculinity and and warrior is the prime example of that he had a lot of similar uh brother family themes in in um the accountant with ben affleck he also did pride and glory Glory, which had that the, the family um male specifically male family members um and I think he he is as good as it gets in in that area. Now, some of the things that he does with his writing and and the ways he explores those things well, are cliche a bit. But I think the way that he the way that he executes it makes it still very effective. I guess let's let's. Are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, is he saying it's a masterpiece when held up against other sports dramas, or just yeah, a masterpiece uh, he, in general? Yes. So he says it's an a sports drama masterpiece. So specifically within that genre, I guess, but of sports drama, so sports in, drama. In, in sports honestly, movies, is that hard dramas, to do? Though? No. Where do you? Rank? No, it's not hard. That's the lowest of lows. Sports drama <laughs> to you, <laughs> to you, yes. They're and, and all I goofy and to agree, and cliche. But when done right, I I agree with him. This ranks right up there with with uh, with uh, 
if not Rocky, at the very least Creed. Uh, <gasps> you don't think so? Uh, no. I, okay. Well, I I absolutely think so. I, From I, the emotional impact of of the family dynamic between those three, but that's the, what the brothers and the, the great sports movies is the but the, the no side of the arena. True. Yes, because that's what makes Rocky good, and that's what makes the fighter good, and that's yes. what makes this good. But the presentation of the sport itself in this movie is not good. I didn't like it. The fight scenes were filmed okay, in, terribly. In, in what way? Expand. In, in what way? A lot of the choppy cut scenes, most of the scenes where they're actually showing a, a wide shot showing what's happening is there's either like poles or fences or fans. Like, why is it this this gritty it, it, I'm, I'm a, like you're a spectator that. like what are you a I, yes, five foot you're, you're spectator the, in the crowd you can't there, see over everybody for, for me that the the shooting of the the fight scenes were were an issue like you said there's a lot of stuff in the way and it seemed like they were it was doing the jason Bourne shake cam it just I, seemed that, like that i, I it, i'll give you it was, do you want to know why they did that is because they didn't want you to see the fight. obvious body double. <laughs> right, right. But that being said, whether the image, let me figure out how I, how I want to say this. So, so whether the images were clear as a whole is one thing. You might be right. I, I agree. I, I'm, not always, I'm not typically a big fan of the, the handheld shaky cam close-up quick cut type of deal. I think he did it well enough, though, to where you still understood the geography of the fights. Uh, you understood when, when an elbow was being thrown, you understood exactly who was throwing it and, and where it was hitting. You understood yeah, the moves yeah. as they correlated to each other. So, so in that sense, I think they were filmed well. I do agree. I would have preferred more pulled back, cleaner shots, clearer shots, but as far as the choreography and, and the geography of the fights, I think it was all very well done. So aside from that, before we jump into some positives, let me just get out of the way what I don't like about it. So first of all, the way the fights were filmed was, which is a, in, a very important piece of a fight movie. The, the visuals of the fight. Yes. Yes. Then just the story itself and I understand there are limitations because this is already a long movie and many of the ways to fix what I'm about to argue about would make it longer. But the story itself is kind of goofy. Like the fact it, it just yes. annoys me that this one dude goes in and like three punch knockouts the, everybody. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean. And, and, and even the story, the, the family story itself, if you, Take away, take away your, your viewing of the movie and just look at that story in itself. It, the, and it's the same for all of Gavin O'Connor's movies. And that's what I say is it's, it's essentially like melodrama injected with hyper-masculinity. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I, I love his movies. But if you, if you just kind of like zoom back and look at that, that to me is, is what they are. It's, it's, these are kind of hallmarky emotional uh, movies, but but done in a way that it's 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 manly and and the way that these people explore their feelings because they're males is through fighting and physicality and yelling and things like that. So it, yes, it's a little silly. Uh, oh, we 
Aaron, are you there? Yep, okay, I'm back. back. So, lost, so yes, it's a little a silly. It's a little silly, I agree. But I think it's done well enough, and, and this is the case in all of his movies, that he manages to get past that silliness and get to where it can be effective. Well, the, the, okay, and I, I want to say right off the bat, I like this movie, and I like it a lot, but it reminds me of a movie like Southpaw, where I like Southpaw too but i can freely admit it's not a great movie it's a good movie with a that's a vehicle for some incredible performances this is the same thing it's it's like i'm not i'm not much on board with other than the family dynamic stuff the the rest of the story that dude ripped off the back of a tank yes to say no, come no, on I get it. yeah there's a lot of moments where you just kind of have to accept it and that's i've, al- that's I've always fun. kind of questioned the storyline of Tommy in this, it, it's it, it almost plays him out to be a superhero. Well, yeah, like he's this super strong. And I like the difference. And of course, you have yeah. to have the two brothers that one's the brawler and just this pure strength dude. And the other's the technician that wins by, you know, grappling and, and holds. And he's not the strong guy yeah. like his brother. And That's it, be, fun. Before you move on, I want to I want to touch on that aspect because I think that was done very well is that that was presented clear enough without going into super MMA jargon to where someone like me who I don't watch MMA, I don't know what what the holds are, what the moves are, but even I understood that that's what they were trying to get at without them going super in depth and and using all the jargon and getting into it. I I did it. I liked that about it. Yep. Yep. And, and the stuff I'll just say it without, without Joel Edgerton being the, the character he is and the performance <laughs> he is. Yes. The, and the, the story behind it and the emotional weight of what, okay. First of all, Joel Edgerton is one of the most underrated actors. He yep. is so damn good. Yeah. But the reason he's perfect for this role is because and this is weird to say, but his it's his eyes. He, he has these like uh, sad eyes mm-hmm. where you just want to feel for this dude. And the weight of the world is on this guy because, I mean, he's trying to do everything he can to support his family. And he had to pay for his, his uh, daughter's uh, whatever it was, heart procedure. They didn't go into specifics. But I mean, it's like win or lose your home. That moment, you, you want to talk about a moment that yeah. got you. Like when Frank Grillo's like, listen, you knock him out this round. Or you don't have a home and the, the look yeah. on his face is like oh boy he's good holy yeah. moly so I love and Joel i'm glad you mentioned that because that's to me I, i'm in the same boat my my favorite thing about this movie and what makes this movie and i am not as negative on a lot of the other aspects as you are but still the, what makes this movie is those performances all three the three core performances of tom hardy uh joel egerton and nick nolte and all so of who's them your combined, favorite pick a favorite well, hold on. Let me get this point out first, because I'm I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the eyes and the look. The the combination of their their acting and their portrayal of emotions, but mixed with like they just physically manifested these characters. Tom Hardy with his anger and just like his his shoulders constantly being hunched and and he's closed off physically as well as emotionally. And and Egerton, like you said, with the just desperation in his face and Nolte in plays this incredible character. I, I honestly wish there was more of him. This this failed father who's who's trying to to be better and and 
and his sons aren't letting him be and rightfully so i mean you feel terrible for this guy but then you also realize the sons aren't wrong this was an awful awful human being <laughs> so it's it, that's what makes it, it the the depth behind it all makes it great uh so i just want to throw that out there the performances it's it's everything it's physically becoming those characters it, absolutely phenomenal now who's who was my favorite Nolte. I oh I <laughs> I love both the other two actors. Egerton's probably in my top five. I am a sucker for old performances for old actors. Yeah, actors that, that actors that have have been there, done that, and and you you've you've counted them out, and then they come back with this just mind blowing. Like, oh yeah, this dude was once like it's, one it's of the best. The same <laughs> feeling I got watching uh, Paul Newman in road to perdition yeah god you Watching know when they when they've that, been that don't normally get those roles and you think they're past their prime for these juicy roles and then yep. damn they just knock it out of the park well because I mean, at some point it becomes especially i mean i'm going to compare it to paul newman but the older he got the more natural it got yeah. and nick nolte is it's not known to yeah. me anyways from what i've seen not a great actor but it's just such a uh, good natural is, performance he, that's the thing he he was but then he kind of became you know nick nolte and and more recently especially he just kind of became this gravelly voiced but to see him do this in, in the scenes where he just he he was reminding us man this dude can act i mean the scene all of them, the scene where he's broken down outside of Joel Egerton's house trying to see his grandkids. Yeah. Holy yeah, crap, yeah, that's yeah. tough. The scene where he's drunk because neither of his yep. sons want he breaks that was hurtful, he, man. He, he made over Yelling a thousand about days. He made over a thousand days not drinking, and then his sons want nothing to do with him, and it it just broke him down and he and he failed. And and what he was able to do in the short amount of screen time amazing absolutely amazing I, I he's my favorite and tom hardy with just tom hardy plays that the like just brooding boiling anger better than probably anybody working well, okay, today then, then steve who of the three mains egerton nilty or hardy who's your favorite so for me this is a tough choice because i love hardy and i love egerton yeah and nilty was fantastic in it but i think for me uh, it has to be Edgerton because of his interactions that he has with everybody. Yeah. Whether it comes from Jennifer Morrison, who plays his wife, because some of those scenes were, were pretty tough. Who did, a, then, who did a very good job uh, yeah. in her own, but just didn't get as much to work with. And then, and then Aaron mentions one of the other scenes that I love is Frank Grillo. Yeah. Uh, when, when he's fighting Koba, he says, you got to knock him out or you're losing your house. And that, like that whole scene is just like, man, just his words alone, and you you know the repercussions if he doesn't do this, it, it hits you home. So I'd have to say yep. Edgerton on this one. Yeah, to me, to me, Edgerton carries it. I mean, it's and to me, it's not even close. It's that's where all of the emotional thump came from for me. Is is I mean, you're talking about in the middle of a fight, yeah. his face without i mean this there's no dialogue it's a fight scene and it's just his face and that and 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 you want to talk about okay my problems with the script and of course it has to happen it's it's very hollywood and cinematic but of course the brothers have to end up fighting each other at the end i have a problem with that but at the same time i don't because it's yeah, the way it, it has it to had be to lead there it, yeah right it had to i yeah but the, <laughs> you're talking about 
you know, normally if this is some goofy drama, you have them talking it out and maybe coming to blows, but you're the two guys working out their problems as yeah. brothers in the MMA ring. I mentioned that I think while you cut out, I don't know if you heard it, but that that's Gavin O'Connor's thing is, is men working out their emotions in like the most masculine manly ways possible. It, instead of talking, they just, beat the crap out of each other and end up saying i love you <laughs> but it works it absolutely so that works. whole scene had me in tears man and i've seen it before and i know what's happening but the look of tom hardy absolutely broken yeah and joel egerton does not want to continue and he's telling what are you doing what are we doing here yeah and then he has to defeat and it's and it, and he holds him and he's like it's okay it's okay and like I'm getting teary things, but these two together, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. And and that's the best part about the writing is is there's it, as an overview I've mentioned, it's a little silly hallmarky, but the depth of it in, in that all of these characters are correct in feeling the way they feel. I mean, it's you can't just like there's there's no bad guy there's no good guy that yep. you can't just easily choose i mean even the the two brothers when they're when they're fighting on the beach uh not fighting physically i, sh- I should clarify since it's Arguing. a fighting movie they're they're discussing have a heated argument on the beach about how uh egerton the older brother didn't leave with the mom and the and and his little brother and so hardy feels abandoned but egerton's not wrong this is the love of his life. Yeah, he said, he said it's, it's not just some girl. <laughs> yeah, it's my wife. It's right. My so they're both right. I mean, what what do you do? It's just a it's just a bad situation, and and it it just well, they, you had, it put them on this this path. You you had mentioned that there's not really a bad guy in this, and my wife kind of brought it up to me last night. Was throughout this movie, it kind of seems like they try to push off Tom Hardy as the bad guy with whether things he says to Nick Nolte, like when he's in the casino, he's yelling at him. Um, Things he says to um, Edgerton. Yeah. But for me, it does, it doesn't ever come off as him being the bad guy. It's, it's, it's more of, yeah, he's telling the truth about that. And that's the thing is he's not wrong. He's not. And just think about the crap out of him on a a daily basis. His dad beat the crap out of his wife. He blames his dad for his wife's death. His brother abandoned him. He had to care for his dying mother alone. He's not wrong. He joins the military and, and sees his whole, like his best friend and his new what becomes his brother. He said he even told uh, Joel Egerton's character, like you, you aren't my brother. My I served with my brothers, yeah. and he had to watch them die. And it's like you know, of course he's rough around the edges. He's yeah. absolutely and, at this point, and, all his humanity's gone. I I know I, I I forgive these things easier than you. I know that, but I'm I love them. The the as silly as as they are the myth building behind a character like that like ripping the door off a tank of course that's silly as hell i love it the coming into the ring and just one punch killing them not killing knocking them out i love it i love the myth building of of this this character i yes it's silly but i absolutely loved it i thought they do the same thing with koba and you have to it's 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 uh the rocky formula with ivan drago but you have to because and i and i that's why i say i have issues with it but at the same time i understand it because you have to have these monumental stakes and this what seems like an 
insurmountable odds against Joel Egerton's character. So, okay, I, I want to talk about my biggest gripe because I, I've been pretty positive. I really do like this movie, but the biggest gripe, the one that I just, it's it's like a scratch on a record. It just keeps taking me out of the movie, and it's these friggin' announcers, and it's not the announcers themselves. It's Thank not the you. actors. It's are it's, they real? Oh, hold on. Are they actors? Or are they real? Yes. MMA no, they're, they're, they're actors. actors. The the one oh. is, has been in a lot of comedy okay. stuff, actually. But um, it, it's the writing. It's the fact that they yeah. purely exist to hold the audience's hand when we don't need that. The, the, well, and they, they keep saying these well enough the, that we know for the one. It. I'm sure I'm I'm probably the only one that's actually watched a UFC fight here. That's kind of how they are. They're somewhat animated they're trying to see, hold that I don't throughout this fight it, it wasn't their performance but so uh, i'll give some examples like uh uh the one that really bugged me is tom hardy walks out with no music it, it's an awesome moment and then it's ruined by the announcer saying oh my god he's walking out with no music like no yeah we get it we were just watching it you ruined the moment <laughs> like what do you mean it was things like that like yes we're I'm watching. I get it. I don't need you to hold my hand and explain me the significance of him walking out or, oh, now he's walking out of the ring. He's, he's a rule breaker. Like, I know. I know. We saw it. You don't, That's his character. I get that. You don't have to hold my hand. And, yeah, and, and that, maybe that's how fight. they are. But I, Brendan, Brendan Conlon has no chance. He's a bum. And then he beats and now it's like, oh, Koba's gonna destroy. He's got no chance. Like, <laughs> right. we know, we know what's gonna happen. We well, we understand. Just uh... well, my my wife kind of said it last night, and I kind of laughed about it. Uh, she, in the movie, one of the announcers says something about he's never gotten beaten this bad, or he's never been through a fight this much, and he's like, that's not true. He got his ass beat by his dad <laughs> pretty much nightly, right. and I'm like, I'm right. like, that's pretty much true um i i also want to give props to and i know he's my boy and this uh, i know but frank grillo i think was very good in this i i think uh he he played a good character he played a good coach i loved his coaching uh style i guess and, and his interjections i mean as as uh egerton's getting his ass beat i mean he's just basically you're fine you got this like you're great like you know i i think he was fantastic as the as the coach i really did enjoy him everybody was fantastic jennifer morris and i mentioned she was in the few little things she was able to do she was very good uh but i yeah i i disagree i i think the fight scenes were very good they were emotionally charged i think they were filmed well enough i i whether i agree with the decision to do like the um, i guess pov from the stands or as an observer it didn't bother me that much i i don't I don't know. It didn't bother me. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up that I've I said I've seen this like six times. Uh, when the brothers are walking out of the, the ring for the, the final time, I've literally never seen Nick Nolte shed the tear until last night. Yeah. He... Any other time. And it, oh. it, it hits you even more. You're like, oh, shit. He's, he's shedding a tear. He's crying. You're like, holy cow. And it's just crazy that I've seen this like five or six times, and that's the first time I've the, noticed that. And and the brother thing, it might be cheap, maybe, but gosh, it works. How? Oh yeah. The whole time, like Tommy needed his big brother, and yeah. 
and now like just walking off out of the ring in the arms of his big brother telling him it's like golly it works yeah and and that's the thing is it shouldn't and that's that's the sign of a of a great director who which i think gavin o'connor is he's he's one of my favorites working today is somebody that can take a material that on the surface we've seen it a thousand Uh, times we've seen it a thousand times but he makes it work and he makes it still hit you, even though you does know what's he, coming. Or does Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy? It can't. It cannot. Yes, they do. But it cannot be. It wasn't a one. It wasn't a one-off. Have Have you seen The Accountant? Have you seen Pride and I have, Glory? I have. Uh, yes, Pride and Glory is uh, Mike's. Who's that's Mike's guy? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh wait, that's that's Norton. Colin Farrell. Yes, Edward Norton. And Edward Colin Norton. Farrell. Okay, yeah, I've seen yes. that one. The cops. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the way back. He did it with with uh, again with Ben Affleck in the way back. The guy. It's if it was a one off. If if he made this movie and then the rest of it was just crap, I'd give it to you. But he makes these movies. I mean, he did it in in Miracle. Even it's a cliche sports movie, but it still worked. He makes these movies that we've seen a million times feel new and hit you like they're new. And that, you can't discount him from that. I spent yep. 20, 20 minutes last night trying to figure out who plays the character of J.J. Riley. Yeah. And I, I could not figure it out for the longest time. And then this, I was looking and I looked up the director and it's the damn director. I yeah. was like, yeah, he just God damn. <laughs> yeah. Who the heck's J.J. Riley? The, the, the like promoter guy. Who yeah, starts, the guy that set it all up, the bald guy. But it was... Uh... He was the head glasses. of the whole thing. He was the one that kept going on the sports center type deal. Oh, the, the yeah. Okay. They had him on the, the tap out crew and the, what's yeah. his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah he's the he's rich the guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I just couldn't find him in the cast. I was like, what the hell? And then finally I looked at the director and I was like, God damn it. Yeah. He's uh, his next movie is he's directing a movie written by Taylor Sheridan, which I saw that. That's fast. gonna be. Yeah. That, there's no way that's not gonna kick. And for ass. those that don't know, Sheridan's the guy that uh, responsible for Wind River, uh, Hell or High Water, Those Who Wish Me Dead, most recently. Yeah, which was yeah, in my incredible. top ten of of last year. Uh, that's gonna be. That's gonna be great. I'm. I depending on who they get. I'm already pumped for it. But it when they announce that cast, depending on who they get, that's gonna be great. Um. What about music? It uh, to me, I didn't notice it. It was just kind of it worked. It was fine. There, I think they used silence more effectively than music. Yeah, because they just let I and and I love when they do this. Like you have such talent involved, let them do their thing. Don't get in the way of it. Uh, I mean, a silence between conversations is fine. And and that's what they did here. And the music, I honestly, it's not memorable, but it didn't get in the way. And that's all it needed to do is just stay out of the way. There, there was one scene with music I wanted to talk about, but I, I, I can't think about it right now. Like I could picture it, but I can't remember. Uh, it kind of sets the tone and it kind of pushes you deeper into like a, man, I feel for these guys. And it kind of helps set the mood a little bit and i can't remember the scene let me ask then uh unless you guys have something else you want to talk about specifically um did you what was your favorite scene what was the scene that that either hit the hardest or that that when you think of this movie you think of that scene Uh, it's absolutely the ending i mean i knew it's one of these movies where it's so effective because of what you've just witnessed for 
two and a half hours. When he says, after this brutal fight between them, you see Tom Hardy breaking down. And when he says, I love you, Tommy, and it's okay. And it's, it's hard. It's tough. And, and because of such great talent involved, it should be goofy. Like uh, uh, the way they hash things out in an MMA arena, whatever you want to call it. But man, it hits and it hits hard and it's so effective. It's, it's the ending. Absolutely. And it ends and I, it's perfect because they walk out and it's over. We don't need to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. I love the ending. Yeah. Yeah. What about For, you, Steve? It's, it's, it's tough to pick one. I mean, Aaron just picked the obvious one. The ending is fantastic in this. But I think it either have to be, I, I talked about it, Frank Grillo and Edgerton talking in the corner of the Koba fight, telling him that he needs to win or he's got no house. But it, I think it has to be, for me, is the, the, the beach scene. Yeah, when yeah. Edgerton and uh, Hardy are talking on the beach, just fighting back and forth, just kind of trying to explain to each other how they feel. It's just them going back and forth. You don't need anybody else there. It's just yeah. those two, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and 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 that's movie making at its finest. You you write good drama, you write good dialogue, and you have good actors say it. it it's that simple. Uh, mine, I, I go back to the the Nick Nolte outside of the house with with Egerton scene. That I, that or or his first encounter with, with uh, Tom Hardy's character, either one of those, when he's talking to his son, I think those are the, the, they're my favorite parts of the movie. I, Nick Nolte, and this is amazing. He deserved the Oscar. Not, not, I, I need to see who he went up against. I'm curious. Uh, while um, I look this up, though, a lot of, it? a lot of older guys, it was um, extremely, what's that? Extremely loud. Uh, gosh, what's his name? Max von Sido, I think. Oh, Okay. And then, uh, who wanted that? I think I actually think Kenneth Branagh was in that year. I don't remember what for. It was actually quite a few older people for supporting actor. Hmm. Um, well, anyways, uh, does anybody have anything to say? Anything else to to talk about before no, we get into rating? Let's rate it. Steve first or last? You you technically chose it. I'll go last. Okay, Aaron. Okay. Uh, well. So I guess maybe during the course of this, I've talked myself into considering it within the genre, a masterpiece, but I put a heavy, big, thick, bold asterisk. And that's only within sports drama genre (laughs) because I'm thinking about it. And is there a more effective emotional story in a sports drama? You you think of the Uh, fighter Creed, maybe Creed hit me. And that was another one because it was an old aging in my eyes, one of my absolute true legends of film, and he gives a performance on this level. But yeah, and and again, I'll, I'll hold it. My my ultimate scene is the fighter when Christian Bale's tearing up, talking about his brother, yeah, and again, but, it's but Mark then Wahlberg, you get Mark though. Wahlberg. Yeah. So <laughs> you got I think I talked you got Christian Bale it. bouncing lines off <laughs> yeah. of, off a plank of wood with a boss in the genre. <laughs> I, I will say it's a masterpiece. As a movie itself, I love the movie, but it's it's flawed. No, I, performances no, that, alone that, that can't be denied. Performances and emotional impact. It's a ten out of ten. It, it Joel Edgerton's one of my favorites, uh, and this is so good. Uh, but as a movie, I'm I'm still I'm gonna go seven point two five out of ten. Okay, 
That's a B minus. That's a little low to me. I, actually, I'm I'm like I said, I, the the faults don't affect me as much. I had little gripes, and you can't if you're being objective, you can't deny some of the silliness of it. But it just works, and that we said the same thing when we did Armageddon. I don't care how silly, how stupid, how how insane something is. If it works, it works. And when it comes to movies, that's what matters. And this movie works. I'm not crazy enough to give it in, in the A range. So I'm going to give it an 8.4. So it's at the very top of the B plus range. <laughs> but it's 8.4. Yeah, it's not even a 0.25 increment. Come no, on. It's 8.4. We're making this silly. God. It's 8.4 because it's right. You know what? Fine. 8.49. You want to play games? I'll play games. 8.49. I'm doing it. I'm put. I'm writing down eight point five. All right, I'll do it. A minus is an eight point five. I'll go up. I'll put it in the A range, but at the very bottom. Uh, so I'll round it. I'll end it up. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, there is some flaws about it, but I can get past it with the acting performances in this, which from the main three, some of the the supporting actors actresses were pretty good in this as well. There's something to say for a movie that I could see six or seven times. Absolutely. And still tear up every time from watching that movie. Like you said, Armageddon. I've seen that like a hundred yep. times. And <laughs> I cry. I if cry it like works, a, it a works, little man. baby you every time. cannot take that away from a movie. The writing in this is, it, it has its issues, but for the most part, it's it's very good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an eight and a half as well. All right. So uh, what I forgot already what you gave it, Aaron. What what's our total? I give it a seven two five. So Steve's eight and a half puts it at eight point zero nine average. Okay, so that's a B plus. That's I'm I'm all right with that. Um, Aaron, do you have a list for this or that? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, by the way, it's your pick next, Shane. So have that ready. Okay. Um, oh, good ones right around here. This or Bridge of Spies. I haven't seen. I go Bridge of Spies. This, uh, this or Bullet. Bullet. They're the same exact. Oh, you know what? I said the wrong <laughs> thing. It's not. It's eight point one three is the average. Still, but anyway, uh, this or the Verdict with Paul this. Newman. This. I probably go this too. This or Inception. This all day. This. Uh, this or Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. That's, I think I go. Oh, that I love that movie. I, I think I'm gonna say this. This is more emotionally impactful, but still, the the nuanced performances in Bone Tomahawk are just so, and the dialogue just so on point. Uh, okay, this or the Usual Suspects. I go this. this. Yeah, this. This or Logan, the the this. Wolverine movie. This. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I go this. This is a more complete movie. Okay, uh, we're getting a little higher here, but this or Bad Times at the El Royale. I go that. I, that's, I'd have, oh, I love I'd that. I'd have to say Bad Times. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that. Okay, and lastly, this or Baby Driver. I still haven't seen it. God, <laughs> I go this 10 out of 10. Okay, well... Uh, um, Actually, so I was okay. right the first time. It's eight zero nine. I don't know what I was looking at there. Eight zero nine is the the final. Either, score either way, it's here. a it's a B plus. So um, thank you, uh, JV, for for submitting that request. If anybody wants to submit a request, you can do it right there on our website. Um, 
let us know what you want us to review. We'll we'll pick the movie. I mean, we've got a still a long list that I want to get through. In fact, I'm going to go through that, and that'll be my pick. is is going to be a listener request. Uh, thank you for making us watch this. Uh, I mean, this is a movie that I love. I I will probably would have picked it eventually. I I enjoy. I think I would have movie. too. So <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that. Get some more. Get some more. Uh, requests in everybody and and hopefully jv you enjoyed our review besides aaron's nitpicking a little bit that's not nitpicking <laughs> i didn't like the way they filmed the fight scene and, i mean it's like this weird green documentary no no it, it's you know you're not wrong it, it it's still overshadowed by by what i said if a movie works it, sure it works and I that's mean, all that matters yeah um so i guess if there's nothing else um somebody in the show Tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where are you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night. And good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms, as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.